0: You're listening to the 12 Days of Miss 2023, brought to you by the Lombok's Crusade. Stars are rising. Hello and welcome to the eighth day of the 12 Days of Crusadeness for 2023. Brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusadeness is our gift to the podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we are celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusadeness will be bringing you a hidden gem of a comic series. Brought to you either by our Holly Jolly co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests. Until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day! Yay! I'm always excited when it's Christmas Day. Woo. I'm your host for this eighth day of Miss. Pat Sampson, a.k.a. Christatos mm-hmm. Kringle. Ho, 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 ho. And hey, since it's the eighth day, it's eight maids of milking, right? So, as we've been doing, I'm going to give my joke, and then we'll probably get to Jared with his joke, and maybe somebody else has got another joke. But we'll
1: I started this ends. bit. I started the Christmas
0: joke bit. Proceed, Pat. And we thank you for doing it. I just bumped it up just a notch more to make it come together. You might say a culmination of jokes. Culmination. Yes. See what I did there? That's bits and bits upon bits. Layers of bits. Christmas bits just spitting out. <laughs> anyway. Speaking about jokes, so why was the cow afraid to go to the beauty salon? Anybody want to take a guess? Thought the makeover would be an utter failure. Ooh, that is a good one. That is a good one, Jason. She was worried she'd end up getting milked for all that she's worth.
1: I like my chances tonight,
0: boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I set him up for Jarrett to knock him down. And that's how it rolls. But speaking about knocking them down, and speaking about maids and milking, I have four of the lovely maids of milking with me today. Well, three. Well, four. I guess. Yeah. Well, we got some maids that are <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is,
3: this is people. Laurel, how people many maids of milking do we have here tonight? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you count everybody in the you well, know, well, we'll see. Anyway, joining me as always for this Christmas day. Sitting around with hot cocoa in hand, we have Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. the Christmas Probe. Merry Christmas, Jared.
1: Merry Christmas. That is what I want to go with for Christmas Probe. All right. So uh, Santa Claus gets a new reindeer. This new reindeer's name is Gary. He starts showing Gary around the workshop. And the first place he goes is Procurement, where the elves go to the parks. He introduces him to the elf in charge of Procurement. He says, uh, this elf here in charge of procurement, his name is Bruce. And Gary's like, hey, Bruce. He's like, what's up? He says, uh, nice to meet you. He said, let's go to Assembly. And as they're going to Assembly, he goes, don't, don't, don't loan Bruce any money. And Gary goes, okay. So they, they go to Assembly, and they say, this is the guy who's in charge of Assembly. This is the elf in charge of Assembly. His name is Tim. Nice to meet you, Tim. And as they're walking away, he says, don't give Tim any money. Don't loan him any money. He's like, all right. So then they go to shipping and wrapping. Is shipping and wrapping? This guy's name's Chris. He's the elf in charge. Cool. He goes. I'll take you to the barn on the way to the barn. He goes. Don't give. Don't loan Chris any money. And Gary says, "What is the deal?" Every time you introduce me to an elf, tell him don't loan any money. And Santa says, "And they're always coming up short." <laughs> mm. Okay,
4: that's not bad. That's, that was, that's not bad. I, I just want to say, like, it
1: didn't get a ha-ha, but that was not.
2: <laughs>
4: No, I like
1: not. it because it's a length, It's a long joke for like a, a not a great
0: for a short payoff. Yeah, or a long
1: joke for a really
2: short
0: payoff. Pay or, you, you could know, say they... maybe you 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 milked it for all it was worth. I'm only putting two percent into it. Pat. Mm. 2%, uh, I'm yeah. skimming jokes right really under jokes. failures. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jared. The Christmas probe, and that is what's written on your stocking. Yes. So I want to hand it to you as we're you. all been doing their part to putting up decorations. I'm handing it over to you to put it up on the Christmas to
1: uh, maybe start. You-, you hold on to it for a minute. And what? Uh, there's a box of lights I saw out in the foyer. I'm going to go, go string those while you introduce like uh, Jason or Delvin.
0: Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. Up. Okay. Yep. All right. Don't thank look, you.
1: Don't look for me in the kitchen. Just drinking hot cocoa. Cause I definitely won't be there. I'll be drinking no, uh, up okay. the lights.
0: Okay. I will hope to see that get done. In the meantime, let's go ahead and talk to Jason, the Christmas Weasel. How are you, Jason, the Weasel Skull?
5: Just one year, Pat. Just one year. I wish I could just say hello to you folks and introduce myself to the audience. Mm -hmm. But every year as we get near Christmas time, it's...
3: If you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, sugar, let me know. Boys! Hey, Why hey Jane, yeah. in all of God's creation is there a box of lights just sitting out there in the hallway?
0: What What do you mean? Jared said he was taking care of it. Yeah, Jared said he's taking care of it.
3: Death Probe in there drinking hot chocolate in the kitchen. He said he wasn't in. He told you it. this every year. He a liar. He's <laughs> a liar. Get out there and get those boxes. Get them up. Get them up. Death Probe, put that hot chocolate down. You got to get the legal, man.
1: <laughs> all right, I'm on my way.
3: You got to get to legal. I saw Ruth packing heat. We can't have that in here. We can't have that come Christmas. We got to keep us separated from the fire and water, boys. You know mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. You know this. Yes. Delvin. Delvin, baby. You just stand there. You can be the bouncer. You can be mm. the bouncer. You you all fit. And nobody going to mess with you. Mary you know James. what? That's a
4: great idea. That's a great no, idea, Mary.
3: that's me. not a great idea. She promised me I could be the bouncer. <laughs> bouncer? You like a volleyball? You like a basketball? Like a big beach ball? You're gonna get bounced. Now bounce yourself up and help out these folks getting these decorations up. I gotta do everything. <laughs> Christmas time! Christmas time! All right, on with the show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's somebody else here. Who's this guy? Who's this guy over here with the reindeer ears? In the Santa hat. What's your name, sir? Tony. What was it before you changed it?
0: Anthony. Rest Ooh. in you, Sean. Like <laughs> <the> peace,
6: Rest in peace.
0: Thank you, Sorry. Mary Jane. Thanks for visiting us. Merry Christmas, everybody. A perfectly good scam <laughs> going on until Mary Jane blew it up for me. <laughs> mm. I, I, see, I'm glad she's around. I am so glad she's around to help mm-hmm. keep everything straight and get done. So All without you did, her, I think she you promised just, me I could be the bouncer this year.
6: I guess you forget about putting up your own lights. I got a service that comes out every year. They put them up. They take them down. Well, Tony,
0: if you're willing to up your Crusader Club member. <laughs> pick, <laughs> <you're>
6: definitely-
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Tony, don't, don't, don't help out. This is,
4: this is a cat's
0: thing to do. It's,
4: it's a whole thing. He, he asked us to do it. We don't do it. Then he has to do it. It's, don't, don't try to help. We've been doing <laughs> this every year since 2017.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? You guys aren't going to help me?
3: Oh yeah,
5: dude! Oh, of course, absolutely,
1: are. yes, yeah, hundred percent. This 100%. is your year,
0: Pat. This is your year. I, year man, comes together.
1: You... It's the year of Pat.
0: I thought you guys were always been trying to scam me, but I'm glad that you're not. So, um, it means a lot to me that you guys step up like that every year. It does. It's it's what family's all about. Speaking about family, let's go ahead and get to Delvin, the Dark Web, Christmas Web. How are you? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Pat.
4: Had to come in here uh, from playing a, a rousing game of of Mega Man uh, with Jared. I, I mean, uh, we were hanging up decorations. I, we it—that's mm. what we call hanging up de- decorations. Playing okay. Mega Man, we hung
1: up Mega decorations, man.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: woo!
0: I'll, and, I'll come. And, what, what area? What? Where, uh, where can I go to look at it?
1: It's not. I mean, we just started.
4: So you know there's prep time first. You know eventually you know we're trying to be doctor light. (laughs) 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 Yes, Jerry, come off mute. Laugh with me. That was a Mega Man reference. And you know what? We've already taken enough time with this, (laughs) so I'll just simply say Merry Christmas to everyone and pass it back to you.
0: Merry Christmas to you as well, Devin. And I do appreciate you helping out with the lights. Uh, I think it's going to be. Just a mega difference to the house and the decorations that get done. So I really appreciate it. With that, let's go ahead and find out our special guest was mentioned, but we'll mention him again. Joining us today around the fireplace, also sipping hot cocoa in hand. Maybe he might come and help put up a light or two or or Christmas stocking around the Crusader Club member mantle that we have. Everybody has a little stocking with the little picture of themselves there and, and their name. So we do appreciate everybody. We put them up just like Christmas cards that you would get in. We put them up all around the house or maybe I do, but somebody anyway, it, it's it's getting done. So joining us today is our Crusader Club member, the winner for this year's entry to join us here at the lovely Lombok's Crusade Studios. It is Tony Pennington. Tony, welcome We are so glad you are here.
6: Thank you. It's it's an honor to be here. It's almost like sitting down with people I watch on the internet every now and then and get made fun of for by my six-year-old. But Mm. I am happy to be here nonetheless. (laughs) Uh, As you heard me singing awkwardly in the introduction, it is Eight Stars Arising, which means a real flashback to the 90s era of comics where they just cranked them out in that Jim Lee style of of just splash pages and colors. It is Image Comics. Rising Stars number one, Nova Placenta. All right. Created and written by the great uh, Joseph Michael Straczynski, JMS. Some of you guys might know him from Babylon 5. He created that fine piece of television. He also, this is for Delvin, he wrote uh, more than 70 issues of Amazing Spider-Man some of the greatest uh, spider-man comics i've read this is a a interesting comic book it was presented as an eight issue arc for three arcs of 24 in all and each eight issues was its own individual arc and it follows the lives of 113 people who were conceived the night of a comet in this town in america hence nova placenta And so these 113 people, uh, these, these babies were born, they grew up, they had special powers. Some of them became cops, some of them became crime fighters, some of them went on to be models because they were fantastically beautiful. And it's just about how these 113 people came together, formed a super group called the Specials, and then they went on about their life. The comic starts off at the end of the whole cycle, issue one. There's one surviving uh, special called the poet, and he he's talk, telling the story of his 113 brethren and, and how uh, they lived their life and the ups and downs and what brought ultimately to him being the last one. So many elements of the Highlander in here. There's uh, you can pinpoint things in here that will later go on to be in the Boys, Brella Academy. I'm not saying this is like you no know, seminal to all that stuff, but. It is interesting how there's a lot of the same themes that keep recurring in comic books. And this, this was really good for me uh, being an unemployed English major, just freshly out of college there in 99. Picked up this book and it had, like I said, Jim Lee style art, lots of words. And I felt like it was really deep and exciting because I was reading more than looking. And uh, I was fooled because, you know, 24 years later, it's not that impressive, but I still like it. The Gen Xer in me loves this book because I love JMS. All right, so let's find out what you guys thought about this. So let's go around the horn. Jared, did you read the book? I did read it. Did you read it in '99 or did you I, read it last week?
1: I know I I read it back when it came out. I if memory serves, it was one of those books that like took forever to finish. Like I, I want to say, like the last two issues took four years or something ridiculous like that. So I did read it back in the day. Oh, I wanted to add to JMS uh, one of my personal favorite things that he did even before Babylon 5 and all that. He wrote several episodes of the real Ghostbusters cartoon series (laughs) and that just makes me happy. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Yes. So, uh, but to answer your question I did read it and I read it back in the day. We can pass that over to Jason. I read it back in the day, but it was so long ago.
5: Like Jared said, it took so long to finish. I don't think I finished the entire arc, but I definitely read the first issue. Didn't remember a whole lot of it, so I had to read it again. So it was almost like a first read for me uh, last week when I read it. Liz, go ahead and pass it to Delvin. Delvin, have you read this
4: before? This is one of the few times that answers yes. I have read Rising Stars before. I haven't checked good old CLZ, my database, but I'm pretty sure I have a full run of Rising Stars, and I'm going to look at that while you guys are talking just to verify it. But I have
0: read issues of this series before. Pat, what about you? Well, Delvin, I am glad you asked. I have never read a Rising Star comic before. This is my first time.
6: So I'm glad uh, some of you guys have read it before. Some um, One person has just read it. The whole series, like I said, chronicles the life of these 113 people known as the specials. Got the powers from the comet. Um, The government becomes aware of the specials and they start tracking them and seeing what kind of uh, people they're gonna become. They put them in these internment camps as children to teach them how to use their powers and to analyze them, put them under stress tests. There was uh, the one kid who was being abused who left and he had fire powers and he burned the man on the way out. They all grew up and in the end, the poet being the last one he learns that as one dies, that power that they're born with is divided up amongst the rest of them. And there's one group of specials that learned that earlier, and they start killing everybody to try to get all the powers. But Poet is the, becomes the strongest one, and he then you know, he at the end he survives and he he realizes he can't he can't continue on and with all that power. he's got to do something with it. And he Gets in a spaceship, flies off, crash lands on a planet, releases all the energy, then starts a cycle again. And the whole idea is that that's what happened on Earth, was that somebody, much like Poet, had all the power, and he came here and he let it go, or she let it go. And that's kept the, perpetuating the cycle. But let's find out what you guys thought about issue one. Jared, what do you think of issue one?
1: Well, it was, uh, it, it reminded me of those late 90s, early 2000s you were talking about, Tony, like when Double and I graduated college in 99. And, you know, we're coming out and, it's, you know, comics are for kids. This is high art. This is, this is real literature, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and then it's funny when you, just like you said earlier, when you look back on it, you're like, basically, I now realize this was like, the comic industry discovered J. Michael Straczynski in all of his unused TV ideas. <laughs> and they were like, "Hey, here's Rising Stars and Midnight Nation and whatever other ones that he did." And I'm not saying they they were bad, but it's at, at all. And in fact, they were all pretty good. It, it's just you know we I think at that age we thought this is this is the high art, and then you get older and you look back and you realize that's probably what it was was unused TV ideas, and that's okay because they're still fun and what i always liked about him is even if they were maybe a bit heavy-handed or pretentious or a little preachy or whatever they're all only like they're self-contained they're like 24 issues or 12 issues or you know so you it's it's not like he's gonna sit there and bludgeon you forever uh he may have a few couple of heavy-handed points or whatever but overall it's an entertaining story you know there's a beginning and an end which actually (laughs) better than a lot of especially american tv that they just run into the ground until the ratings drop there's like this definitive beginning and end, and uh, they always paired them up with a good artist so you know in the end rereading one brought me back in that same way you mentioned tony that to when i you know right out of college and being maybe a little pretentious uh, but it's still a quality book it's very much a straczynski product which is a good thing I don't want anyone to take away that I'm I'm trying to say anything bad about him. By by no means, he's a super talented guy. It's just interesting to see that the snapshot of the era again. And I will uh, pass it to whoever you want to pass it to, Tony, Jason. I think this is a tough series to
5: pick a book from because Straczynski is nothing if not linear. Right? It's not like you could go and say. Well, here's it. issue eight. It's got a lot of good stuff going on and give it to us. And then we'd be totally lost, right? There's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of entry points to the story. You either follow the story or you don't believe me. I tried to jump on in the middle of Babylon five, <laughs> couldn't do it. So someday I'll watch it from beginning to end. But, but, uh, so you're kind of stuck. You're kind of stuck with this, with this book. You got to bring this one forward and it's not bad. It's a lot of dialogue, not a lot of spectacle as I, as I read through it, but it's interesting. And it's interesting to see it, see the kids, see how they were as children. You get kind of glimpses of what they're becoming or became as adults. And as you said, it's kind of, it starts at the, at the end with, with Poet. And it's, it, was a, it made me think throughout the book right? It's like, yeah, if 113 kids, if the government found out there are 113 kids with question mark capabilities but each of them have some sort of extraordinary capabilities, how would the government react to that? And you kind of see them sitting around talking about it, and it's not one-dimensional, right? You got some military guys who are like, hmm, <laughs> somebody can start, start some on fire <laughs> like this, you know? Some strong folks and and then you got some folks are like wait a minute you know they're kids they have rights and then you got some folks are like they're kids and they're dangerous you know like if kids have temper tantrums and these guys have temper tantrums what happened so it was pretty deep and entertaining and i'll just wrap it up and say it was that 90s art (laughs) that late 90s art it looks good it still holds up i thought it told the story really well i love the colors it's dark in places and vibrant in others, and it seems to have just a really good balance. So, yeah, you were pigeonholed into issue one, but it was a good first issue.
6: I, I, I like what you said there. I remember rereading it a couple weeks ago. That more like uh, Fantastic Four origins, where like they get these powers and immediately they want to do something altruistic. About it. We'd a better mankind with it. Well, that's not really believable. And then you have like this, and especially in the late 90s, where comic book characters were more anti-heroes than they were you know, definite good guys. Lots of gray areas. And yeah. this one was like, well, how can we use this to our advantage? Pat, since this was your first time reading it, how did you find it?
0: I found it interesting as well. Like Jason said, the art, very well done, got that late 90s feel. Really enjoyed it. The coloring as well really set the mood throughout it, what was needed to be done. Story-wise was kind of interested. I can see now with the extra information that you gave about what this was all about, I did have some questions, but you really kind of answered it all (laughs) in the whole summary for me. And so I I was questioning, like, yeah, how did this come? What was going on with this? And it's funny because I had just, before this recording, I had just gotten done editing episode 39 of the Long Boxer Say, go and check it out. It's back in the feed. But in there, we actually cover an ad that Jason calls out Rising Stars in. And there's some good conversation between the three of them uh, that kind of piqued my interest. And it's just funny. It's like, oh, yeah, I just read that. So it was kind of cool for that callback to come and, and happen but made me even a little more interested in learning more about this book. And so I can see that, like you said, this was definitely TV show-ish or, you know, a, definitely coming from that kind of a side of the house of writing. I see glimpses of heroes mm-hmm. uh, in doing some things. I, I've heard people say heroes may have maybe even taken it from this or or that around there, which is, a, again, a television show that I really like, too. And that concept is kind of there of what if people get these powers you have, Good people and you have bad people. More in a real life situation of what'll happen and what, yeah, what really happens with these kids if they're all together? How many actually make it out? I don't know. You didn't mention that, but you mentioned the ones that finally do what happens to them. You know, it becomes that Highlander situation. Seems kind of interesting to me.
6: Delvin, Mr. Dark Web, do you have fond memories? Did this uh, reignite any uh, compulsion in you to finish reading
4: it? few things first I did something I normally don't do when it comes to the comic books that we read usually I just go straight for the comic books this time I read the foreword and the foreword was by Neil Gaiman and Neil talked about he gave this story and I'm gonna chop it up but basically someone did this impossible thing and then after they did it someone was like what you did was impossible. And the guy was like, well, why didn't you tell me that? And he was like, well, you wouldn't have done it otherwise. And so he did, he, he used that as the foreword or the preface for what J. Michael Straczynski did with Babylon 5. He crafted a show that had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it had a five-year run in place, and he pulled it off on network television which was impossible. That is just not a thing that's done as we've kind of talked about before. I also can't go without because you gave me the, I can't even think of a good word for it, but like I got to mention my gratitude for uh, JMS and literally reviving Amazing Spider-Man. This sentence I'm about to utter is something that you just don't really hear. Amazing Spider-Man was dead in the water. It was just not good. And JMS came and he just breathed life into it. Him and John Romita Jr. And made it a must-read comic book again. And I'm forever grateful to the man for that. And so you see Rising Stars and you see what he's starting to build in issue one. And it was intriguing. I mean, it's an interesting premise and it definitely feels like a TV script in that, like, can you imagine this as a TV script? I mean, it, it seems like it would translate directly where you've got... These people that were born under mysterious circumstances of this flash that came from this comet. And then the children from that who were conceived wound up with these varied and interesting and intriguing powers. And what is going to occur as a result of that? And how is everyone going to react to them? And how are they going to be? And and you, you saw so many interesting things where... You had one girl who was like, they were like, tell us your powers. And she's like, "Mm -mm, nope, I'm not saying a word. You had one guy who was like, well, my parents taught me to be strong and to use my powers responsibly. You had one who you mentioned, unfortunately, is an ugly topic, but was being molested by someone at the camp. And we found out that that dude's powers in the darkest but satisfying way possible was a uh, (laughs) pyrokinetic. So... It's a fascinating premise it really is and I think the only thing that probably did it in uh, in the end was that the I remember the delays were just so long that I literally forgot what the story was about by the time that that next issue came out but if you want to talk about promise, issue one had a lot of promise to start with
6: I agree with you on on the delays and but there was this one issue late in the run where the page was all white. And if you held it up, you could see the ghost images of the dead specials in it. So it was like a big splash page, and like, it looks like there's nothing there until you manipulate it, and you see all the ghosts. And I think, I think it's poet talking to these ghosts. And it, it, to me, it was just like I, I found that to be like the imagery of it was very powerful, and like there was a big theme there of like like regret and that kind of like introspection that I really really liked. All right, all right. We come to the point of the show where uh, we'd like to pass out some candy canes. So let's find out your favorite kind of candy cane and how many candy canes you're going to give to our dear rising stars, number one. We'll go reverse order this time. Pat,
0: I'm at an eight. I'm really interested in the power, so I wanted to see what the kids really had. So, like Jason said, I think it was missing some spectacle, at least on this one. So, uh am man an eight.
4: Delvin, how many canes you got in your pocket? I give issue one a nine, uh, nine candy canes, nine classic red and white candy canes. <laughs> and I, I thought it was good, it was intriguing, and it definitely would be worth a run through that. You know, you get I can sit down and read all 24 or 25 issues and not have the four, five, six month time delay in between issues. I could just read them all the way through and, and actually get the coherent plot. Even though I do appreciate that you gave a excellent summation of the entire series already. Because as soon as you did that, I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> that's how it is.
6: I didn't mean to spoil the whole thing. It's just my exuberance. I really liked this. Oh, this
0: no, thing. no, we do appreciate it. It, it. it definitely was appreciated of where the story was going in that.
6: All right, nine. So we have eight, nine. Jason, the Christmas weasel skull. How many candy canes do you have for JMS?
5: Well, for humor, I've got to give it zero. Did not very many humorous moments in this. Heart, I'll give it a three, man. I, I, they came out of the, the gate firing and telling a good story out of the gate. So I'll give that three. Spectacle, like we talked about, I, I it was lacking a little bit of spectacle, but I... I'll give it a two. And I'm kind of, because I know there's more spectacle coming. So I'll cheat a little bit and give it a two. And art three. I think it was a really good fit for this tone, for the tone of the book. So that puts me at eight. And I'll give you one extra one. So that gives me nine.
1: All right, Jared, put down that uh, hot chocolate. Uh, (laughs) I like to stir the hot chocolate with the candy cane. That's where the magic happens. Tell us how
6: much minty goodness that you're going to give
1: a uh, JMS. <laughs> oh, man. This might be a first that I'm going to do here. But, like, if it was 1999 or 2000, I'd probably give it about 10. Then by about 2004, it probably annoyed me to the point where I'd give it about a 4. Because it just didn't come out <laughs> anymore. But then now here, I'm feeling, I think I'm with Pat. I think I'm at an 8. I think I'm at an 8. Like, I think it's decent and it's solid. I think the only thing that really holds it back from getting more candy canes is the fact that I've read it. You know, I think if I hadn't read it, it might go a little higher, but I did read it and, uh, and I liked it. I can easily give it an eight, which is a decent recommendation.
6: Well, I would, uh, because I picked it. And obviously, even though it's very verbose and long-winded in sections, I do have such fond memories of picking up this series. And so I'm going to give it 10 candy canes. I will go even. Uh, I'll go five of the traditional ones and five of the multi-striped ones that aren't even peppermints, but more that fruity flavor.
0: Mm, yeah, those That's are
4: good flavor ones. Hate those. Those are so gross. It's, I want peppermint. It, it's a good palate cleanser. It's not, a good palate cleanser. Peppermint that tastes like peppermint. It should not taste like fruity whatever the crap. Banning when I when I become ruler of the planet, I'm banning the pepper. That and birthday songs. At restaurants.
5: This is what happens when a bunch of middle-aged men start, start getting a podcast.
4: Get off my lawn.
5: That's
2: right.
6: I'm going to give uh, one more recommendation for the series. As I said before, the formula for rising stars is evident in a lot of other media. Pat mentioned heroes, uh, which is very strong in there. Yeah, and then uh, Marvel did kind of a variation of this with uh, Supreme Power and Squadron Supreme. Where uh, those people were given uh, powers through an alien. Dr. Spectrum was my favorite, it had that little crystal in his hand. And then, um, of course, I, I mentioned uh, the Umbrella Academy, which pretty much seems like a big wholesale ripoff of what this was. And so, if you like any of those, I highly recommend you picking up Rising Stars. They probably are cheaper in the back issues at your local comic shop if you still have one in your town. If not, check out Find Use Book Purveyor. Second and Charles our books a million. They do have a nice selection of used comics at those places. So uh, with that do uh, I'll turn it over to Pat to give us the big out- outro.
0: Well, Tony, I'm glad you asked that. will wrap us up for day eight of the 12 days of crusade. Miss we'd love to hear from you. If you are familiar with any of the comics that we have been covering on this show, or if you gave one of our, recommendations a try, let us know what you think about it. You can do that by going to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Lawn Box Crusade. Or you can send us an email at contact at Crusade. You can also leave us a phone message and we would love to get a phone message from you, even with your Christmas wishes. Get them in now before day 12 is over with. And you can do that by phoning in 707-532-5269. That is 707-532-L Box. Pick up the pick up, pick up, pick up. And if you're loving Crusadeness and didn't get a chance to listen to last year or the year before, or all that, or did you just want to hear more crusadeness? And who wouldn't? You know, I love Christmas. Christmas is all around. I listen to and I Keep watch. It I get, Keep it going. Keep it going. I watch Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel all the time. I love watching them. And so, why wouldn't you like listening to Longbox Crusade Crusademas episode? It's like the Hallmark Channel Christmas movies all the time, but it's Longbox Crusade all the time. It's but like what Christmas in December. Exactly. It's like Christmas in December. <laughs> and why wouldn't you want that? You can go all the way back from two thousand twenty-two. 2021, 2020, 2019, 2017. Not done. There's one more year. (laughs) So what? (laughs) Exactly. 2017. Can you believe it? Who's excited? I am. I know, Jerry. You always are. We got enough. We got enough, Tony. We got so much Christmas. It's Christmas up in here all the time. I mean, when we talk about giving you all the access, we like to give all the Christmas access. You know, it's just Christmas all the time. What with that, Tony? Go ahead and send us on our way.
6: I want to, I want to once again uh, say thanks to the Lung Box Crusade for having me here. You guys, this is this has been great. I really enjoy it, and once again, I, I was honored to be here, and, and I really appreciate it. And everybody who's listening, thanks for listening. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is under our tree here in the festively decorated Lung Box Crusade Studios guys Merry Christmas may they be uh, bright and filled with uh, starburst candy canes and peppermint candy canes and uh, may your eggnog forever have booze in it oh yeah I'm Tony Pennington once again thanks for having me and now hey DJ Chris Kringle I need a Christmas jam I need it now
0: we can do we do we do we do whack!
2: songs,
4: song clips, and characters discuss our copyright of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics.
0: Outtakes. No timing of all yeah. of our comedic notes. timing, yes. Yes.
2: And
4: yeah. Yeah. as we can tell, comedy and timing is everything. Well, we've got the timing. Yes. Also, D's notes, by the way. Got it. <laughs> yes. oh,
5: oh, oh. Oh, oh, now we got the comedy. Now we got the comedy.
0: There, there it is. <laughs> and we will start in three two i'm not on mute yet pat oh can't start You're doing this to yourself will
4: <laughs> <laughs> i am and and it's been rude because i'm holding y'all
0: up so i i will quickly and here i was going to mention because delvin wants to get to bed but i didn't want to say anything but
4: it's it's, it's it's me. You know, I was I, gonna I, go.
5: I was gonna go on as soon as he started again and go like, "Hey, just want to point out, Delvin's on mute, so you can go." But, but I'll just do it now so I don't
4: actually interrupt your flow.
0: Okay. I and I just want to say,
4: I'm man enough to admit when I make mistakes. You know, like I'm the one that was holding things up when I didn't go on mute, right? And so I yeah. don't want to hold things up any longer by continuing to talk and just ramble on about. Other words and, and things that aren't yeah. really important
0: because so you really that, appreciate it. Yep,
4: that's not something that I want to do.
0: No, yeah. Why would you? And I appreciate that you wouldn't be like that. I, that's I not the guy you are, me. Del, and I know it. I appreciate being appreciated, Pat. I do, and I, you know? I do, I do appreciate you, and I appreciate. Hashtag you being appreciate. <laughs>
1: All right, cool sounds on. like things are developing. everyone, stay tuned.
0: This is a developing
1: situation. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: there is a movie called The Corruptor with Chow Yun-Fat. Oh, I've seen it. Oh, I've seen The Corruptor, yeah. You know I've seen The Corruptor. I don't even remember this movie. <laughs>
1: it's it, it's okay. It, the the poster and Chow Yun-Fat and Mark Wahlberg makes you think, this is going to be amazing and then it's okay.
5: Yeah, it's, it's like, like you, you have two like really volatile chemicals and you're like, oh, I'm going to mix these together and you're like, oh, they expired. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> You don't get quite the bang you thought you're going to get.
1: Is he now ah. chow old fat? <laughs> yeah, that, that we're just going to move on now. We're gonna,
0: come on! <laughs> oh man!
6: When you're this good looking, no matter what you say it's gonna <laughs> this is going to. This audio bad. only
1: podcast.
0: That's I true. Understand. No, no. I. I he's, he's true. I mean, when I'm this good looking and my voice is like this, it's, it's wonderful.
1: Uh, you, uh, uh,
0: that's wonderful. I'm good I
1: mean, on the podcast, so they don't know. Tony, Tony's better looking than you are, Pat. I don't want, to don't hurt your feelings or anything. I still like him. Hey, whatever. I still like him too. He's just, it's not pleasant to look at. Anyway, <laughs> I got to work on this communication thing. Yeah, that's what I've been told.